We're chit-chatting about food, and uh, that'll be a big component of what we're going to talk about today, which is kind of part two of our series on um, the different different spectrums from from uh, or, or different goals that people are after. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about health. Yeah, last week we talked about um, you know being uh, aesthetically aesthetically yeah. how to look good. Yeah, how to look good. And this week we're going over into just a little bit more of the health side of things. So, like, I know you started the gym with a, the big overarching goal of um, want to. You know, everybody to live the best version of their life, you know, best version of themselves possible. Mm -hmm. And so with that comes being healthy. So I just, you know, like what was your thought process on like what is healthy to you? Yeah. And to me, it starts with being able to do anything you want without physical limitation. So that's what kind of got us into the like the movement paradigm of like helping everybody move really, really well. And, um, you know, anything you want to do is a totally like those are loaded words. You know, yeah. some, some people might want to be able to, you made the example earlier, want to run a marathon. Some people want to be able to bend over and touch your toes. Mm-hmm. So now that line of what healthy is, our anticipation and what we're seeing happening, happening is that moves. And like, you know, you're, you're talking about getting older. You're, you're like, you're almost in your thirties now. Uh, almost, uh, yeah, right. So, months, yeah. so it's almost, it's almost over, but, but you see yourself as getting healthier oh, yeah. a, as getting, you go along. Every year that I get older, I'm saying yeah. I'm getting fitter. So, so, so there, isn't a line. I guess the point I'm trying to make is there isn't a line that you're going to reach. It's like the the constant pursuit of, of trying to, trying to get a little bit better incrementally. So I look at it first from the standpoint of can you do the things that you want to do in daily life, and that is bending over and touching the toes. That is, if you hear a little background noise, yeah, that's a good thing because that means they're. No, they probably can't even yeah, hear it. Probably. That's good. There is some action going on above us, and they're they're ripping out the uh, the wall, which will be a temporary door, and then a future a garage door. So I apologize if you're if you're hearing a little feedback. Um, so you know, kind of step number one was is getting getting people to, to, to move well and and being able to do anything that they want to do. Uh, step number two is like we were kind of brainstorming before is doing it pain free. Yeah. Can you do all those things pain free? And then do you have the energy that you need to get through the day to do everything that you want to do to be the best person that you want to be? Um, are you doing it free of medication? Are you do you have any support that is helping you make it through the day? And 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 one example. You can't do. Man, I can't go out and garden until I've had. Two Tylenol. Or, and a cup of coffee. And a cup of coffee. We yeah. got a problem. Yeah. That's not healthy. So, uh, sometimes you're looking at healthy as, as what the inverse is. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so you know, if you need coffee to get through the day, you've got something, something's off. Okay. Yeah. If you need to eat breakfast right away when you wake up in the morning or you won't have energy, something's a little bit off. So, uh, so the other bits that, that we were brainstorming was um, metabolic flexibility. Mm-hmm. So, that somebody is healthy in as much as they're able to function throughout the day with or without any sort of stimulant. So you should be able to, and you guys, you should be able to eat a whole pineapple and feel okay afterwards. Absolutely. Take in all that, all that fructose and, and your body should be able to do something with it. Conversely, you should be able to go all day without eating. And not have any negative signs. And not have any, no, no headaches, no. Ah, uh, gut pain, feel right. low blood sugar, right. all that fun stuff. You yeah, get, just get, go through your day. Should be able to handle it. So I think that's a really good good measure of health. And then, you know, the other the other bits is it, you pull out the data. It's, um, you know, to a lesser extent what you can do in the gym. Like that's not, you got to be able to do some sort of baseline Those body weight. Measures. Those are fun measures too. Though. Yeah, you should be able to do a pull-up. For example, you should be able to lift about your body weight. Any any much more than that, it, there comes a certain point where there are, there are diminishing returns, and you know, 
but there's also argument that if you can lose two times your body weight, your longevity goes up. Even higher. Uh, but but just in general, you know, should be able to lift a little something, should be able to do a pull up, and then um, you know the bio, biomarkers, you know, are your are your blood are your blood panels in check? Is every is everything lined up? Uh, your metabolic markers are are they are they in check? And then you know your and that comes from just doing a blood test and then right. a, a poop test. A, a poop test, yeah, is 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 having an understanding of what's going on uh, in your gut. Is your gut healthy? Mm-hmm. Is your immune system healthy? So so that's my long worded answer of what. I think health is, and it's a whole bunch of different things, but it's, you know, how, how do you feel? What energy do you have to, throughout the day? And, um, you know, is there any point in time that you, that someone asks you, Hey, would you like to do this? Whether it's going out to garden or if it's going yeah. to a pickup game for basketball sure. or, yeah, I mean, it could be a myriad of different things. Hey, I can't put my dishes away. Sure. Cause my shoulder do, hurts. Cause my shoulder hurts. I can't do X, Y, or Z because I need X, Y, or Z. Right. You need the goal support. Is not to be like ultimate fitness like oh if i wanted to run a marathon i can go out and run that tomorrow um necessarily uh it's it's more of just being able to do everyday tasks do you feel really good i I guess what i you know anytime we do a nutrition challenge and somebody does the whole 30 days or whatever the whatever it is and they feel really good i just want people to have the opportunity to know what it's like once to feel really good yeah and then and then once you get that figured out like what I, what you could have mm-hmm. now it's on you. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to take the steps, which we're going to go through next? Yeah. Do you want to take those steps to feel good every day? I think one of the clearest examples of that for me is, uh, alcohol. So like, yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I didn't drink any alcohol yet this year. And I had like five glasses of wine last year. Um, and you don't think about it that much, but people will be like, Hey, uh, Oh, how come we don't drink anymore? Cause I love the feeling that I have waking up every morning, not drinking, even just one glass of wine, that dehydration feeling or whatever. You it gets feel. better and better. It does. It just gets better and better. So like, you don't feel that. Like I like being able to wake up and not feel that. And we're not like Mennonites here. No, we're I'm like, I'm not saying like, don't drink alcohol. I'm like, no. by all means go. I just like the feeling that totally. I had it better in the morning than I like. I, the I just think alcohol. bright eyed, bushy tailed. Yeah. Like I wake up, I'm good to go. Yeah. I don't want any limiting factor. No. For the Fra- day. I love Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra's quote of, I feel bad for people who don't drink because when they wake up in the morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day. <laughs> so it's like, so if you don't drink and you wake up, you feel good. Like yeah. that's incredible. And you know, the, you know, probably the worst that I feel is at the end of the day when I'm just su- super, super tired. So, uh, so, so anyway, so that's kind of, that's the, I mean, that's the thought process, at least from of my what perspective. Being healthy means kind of like yeah. the, the different, like the, um, it's not your Fran time. It's no. not your mile time. It's no, but could you do Fran? Probably. Yeah. 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 You do it probably uh, decently. Mean, even scaled would yeah. be, is considered, I'd consider to- that good. Totally. Well, now we're going to go down the list. So things that we talked about on like what it looks to get there and how, like how it actually, you know, helps. how do you, how do you get healthy through yeah. training? And now I know you're like, you're a, you're a sleeper. Try to. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's the, it's the magic. Yeah. You're a sleeper, but you've done some specific, cause you weren't always a sleeper. Oh my God. No, really, really bad sleeper. Wake up in the middle of the night, like heart pumping, cold sweats. Yeah. Really? Heart pumping, cold sweats? Yeah. Really? Like stressed out through the roof. All right. So what'd you do to fix that? Uh, A lot of things. Uh, I've done many, many, many different things. Um, 
so just a couple. Just a couple. So so where I'm at right now is I do like a little bedtime cocktail of uh, apple cider vinegar and a noon, which kind of keeps me hydrated through throughout the night. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll dump a bunch of salt in that and then like a scoop of collagen protein. That kind of that kind of keeps me keeps me out throughout the night. But uh, but r- really. It's the the biggest impact on my sleep is the we talked about it before we'll talk about it again until everybody just does it's taping my mouth shut mm-hmm. that that avoids that you know that that choking sensation that I have in the night the um, the eye mask is is critical see I don't uh, know if I could do an eye mask it's it's I can't do you feel it on your face yeah oh yeah I mean it's like boom suction cut tight to my face really yeah but you and you don't it doesn't cause you a headache or nothing like that. Mm-mm. No, it, it, it knocks me out. So, so you know, as far as the environment goes, uh, these things haven't changed much. I tr- have a dark room, keep it cold as, as much as possible. Like in the summer, it just kind of is what it is. I'll sleep with just, excuse me, just a sheet. And then, um, but it's kind of it's kind of the lead up. So if, if I have caffeine in a day, I have to have it before 8 a.m. Right. Like it's got to be, it's got to be early on. If you look up the half-life of caffeine, it's eight hours. So if you have uh, 100 milligrams of caffeine, we talked about this before, there's still 50 milligrams in your body right. eight hours later, yeah. and there's still 25 milligrams in your in your system 16 hours later. So, um, caffeine is is a big thing to kind of try to wind down if you want to uh, improve your sleep, and um, you know going to bed on a somewhat empty stomach really helps me kind of stay out. Otherwise, I get that blood sugar crash in the middle of the night. And then I think the the thing that put me over the edge is just having some quiet time, whether whether you call it meditation or whether you call it journaling or just I try to sit still for like a couple minutes a day. Yeah. Like just sit and still. And that's help you the best. Yeah. That, that, that probably helps my mind from that waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I've done, the thing that helped me the most is just tape my mouth shut. Yeah. Like I, I don't do a whole I, I don't I don't do a whole ton of craziness before I go to sleep. Yeah. I've always I'm tired enough by the end of the day. If you're then. yeah, well that well that's the other thing too is if you train hard enough. Oh yeah. You know, or if you train the right amount, your body's gonna be gonna be tired in it and it then it so say you're having a hard time getting here to a morning class best thing you do is get here to a morning class to help your sleep the the next night um there's no kind of easy way about that but i want to take that point on on taping your mouth shut and go into fitness so into into actual exercise so what what do you do with somebody who's who's who is just so i'm coming to you and my only focus is my health how do i train i'm gonna i'm gonna go nasal breathing the whole time Right, it's gonna prime. It's gonna make you uh, better aerobically. One, and the better your aerobic system is, the longer you can just do stuff. Right, so you're you're just able to. So you have like this aerobic base, right? So your body's ability to just use oxygen, right? right. The bigger this aerobic base, uh, the more you can work anaerobically. So without oxygen, right? Because your body's able to recover via this aerobic aerobic system. Yeah. And breathing nasal, breathing only, uh, is a great way to train just aerobic base. Right, but it'll so, slow me down. Yeah, that's okay for a little bit, and then eventually you start working your site way back up so like a good a good um a way to measure this right so say the first time you hop on a bike and you're doing a thousand or let's just go six minutes right you go six minutes and you're holding nasal breathing only well you can only hold an average of a two minute per thousand pace on your bike on the bike routes that we have right well now your goal the next time to get on there 
because you're like, all right, once I, f- I feel like this, I can only go so fast. Uh, now I have to breathe through my nose. Okay, slow down. Or breathe through your mouth. Breathe yes. through your mouth. Yeah. Um, slow down just a little bit. Okay. Then uh, cruise at that pace. Oh, I can only hold two minutes. Fine. That's no problem. Next time you get on the bike, though, the goal would then be to hold a 158 pace or a 155 chip, chip pace. Chip away at it. Yeah. So it's a good way to also see your fitness. Hey, before I could only hold my my pace of 150 or 155 nasal breathing for six minutes. Now I'm holding the 149. So now you can see that your aerobic base is getting better, right? You're able to do stuff longer. And, and I think it's a way for us to maybe just partition who we are. So, so say you've been training with us for years or you've been doing a certain methodology for years and most of it's been through your mouth. Well, now you partition that self and that self is done. Yeah. Like the, that's where that person got to. Now we're going to start all over. Mm-hmm. We've got the movements. We've got the strength. We've got a great base. Now we're going to draw a line and we're going to start here with a different with a different methodology for, for our breathing. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I actually would even... How does that benefit your health, though? How does so, it benefit... So, like, so what? My aerobic base gets bigger. How does that benefit my actual health? I mean, just... How does breathing through your mouth... Better question. How does breathing through your mouth hurt your health? I mean, so do you want to be in a state of flight or flight all the time? Flight right. or fight all yeah, the time. Fight or, and that's yeah. basically what you're doing with your, your breathing through your mouth. So right. if you think about it, you're getting chased by a bear, right? Or let's just not say chased by a bear to start it off. Say you're running through the park. Jogging through the park, birds are tweeting, yeah. breezes are flowing. Yeah. You're just jogging nice and lightly. You're probably breathing through your nose, right? Next thing you know, a cougar jumps out. Cougar. Cougar. Scary. I'm not talking about the... The, win- the Windsor Park's cougar. <laughs> I'm not, not talking about the cougars. I'm talking about like a, a legit cougar jumps out and like a... Is, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna, messing with you. <laughs> it's going to attack you, right? Yeah. Um, do you think you're going to keep on breathing through your nose the entire time or are you going to go... And then like you're going to start... You're going to do everything you can to get as much oxygen in your system as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible. But that also you know initiates your sympathetic nervous system, your, your fight or flight, where you're like, okay, you have this burst of energy for a short period of time that you're trying to save your life. Yeah. Right? Now, if you take that and you're always trying to save your life throughout the day... Well, uh, so that's what I tell people who, who disagree with me when I, I say just start breathing through your nose. And then I say, well, actually, you can breathe through your mouth if you don't have any stress in your life. You, you, you don't have any stress oh, at no, work. No. Your family, no stress. Like, everybody's totally cool. Yeah. If that is the case, then you can afford a little fight or flight. Oh, absolutely. But... But if you if you're gonna leave leave our hands, and then go sit at a desk where you're gonna be stressed out all day, or dealing with kids and stressing you, you, you got to find a place in your day where you're gonna be breathing through your nose, you know, resting and digesting, so Absolutely. to speak. And I'd even go so far as to say, like, for so even me personally, I'm doing like a little bit of an 80-20 rule where 80% of my workouts are through my nose only. Right, 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 right. Just just trying to build a better way to breathe, so yeah. your, your nasal cavity is bigger than this, right? Yeah. So it's the entire roof of your mouth is your navel cavity and it's able to get you more oxygen be, be more, more absorbed CO2, more more absorbed yeah. better co2 tolerance if you're more tolerant of co2 that means your body is more tolerant of stress right right because if you cannot handle co2 then your body cannot handle the stress the same way right but then it has the respiratory rate increases so your heart rate increases in order to get the same amount of oxygen absorbed exactly yeah so uh so, so you mentioned something about 80 20 which leads me into the next point which is nutrition Yes. So 80 20, uh, 70 30. So going, going based off of health, quality food as much as possible, but not at the expense to where you're like, oh my gosh, I have to count all this stuff. Well, this right. is going to so, be this. And it stresses you out to cause a disorder. Yeah, because if, tra- if you're training for physique, we've got to get those numbers pretty dialed in and tight. Yes. If we're training for health, like 
a little cushion is going to be there. Yeah. And that's like, that's healthy. Mm -hmm. If you are lean and you, and you are sub 10% body fat, like you don't have a lot of variance. No. You know what I mean? From a, from a health standpoint. So, so yeah, 80, 20. Yeah. 80, 80, 20 or 70, 30. It should be something where you're like, it doesn't, it doesn't cause you to overthink, but you're conscious of it, right? You still have to be conscious of what you're putting in your mouth, right? You can't just go around just eating whatever. You want to take care of yourself with good quality food. So the meats, veggies, nuts and seeds, just like Crossfit said, some fruit, a little starch and you know eliminate sugar yeah right um until there's times when a social gathering happens and you're having some dessert with the people right that's okay right unless that dessert with other people turns into every single night right or a bowl of ice cream a bowl of ice cream um, before you go to sleep every night that's when it starts turning from okay that's not really the healthiest thing to um yeah you know so a lot of people try to eat eat clean throughout the week and then try to eat clean half the weekend yeah you know you, you know that you might have a blowout on, on a saturday night you know try to try to eat clean the following meal after that you, i try not to do too many dominoes in a row if i know i'm going to go big on on one i want to make sure i follow it up with something clean something good uh, and like take notes of how you feel after you eat something right yeah. like all too often we just eat stuff without thinking about it. Like if you can be conscious and say, all right, I'm eating this and it makes my gut feel like X. Well, next time you eat it, you are now making the conscious decision to feel like that. To feel like that. Right. Whereas if you just go about eating, you're like, why does my stomach hurt all the time? Well, maybe it's what you're putting in your face. Right. Right. So, um, so, so the follow up to that is, so say I do go out and have a, have a, a binge session talked about maybe intermittent fasting as an option to help get you over that that hump. I mean, so just simple tool next day, just don't eat, don't eat breakfast, right? Or don't eat, don't eat breakfast and lunch, drink a bunch of water the rest of the day, be active outside still. You don't have to go work out or anything. I mean, you just be active throughout the day um, and help your body kind of recoup from everything that just, just ingested, right? right? It's not like you, you've say you want to even go so far as say, well, I topped off my glycogen stores um, last night. Yeah. Fine. So you're good to go for the day. You're good to go for the day. So then wait. You might make it till dinner. Right. And that, so that's a, that's an easy hump uh, psychologically to get over. So say you're at a wedding uh, and there's there's cake. Like don't stress out about it. If if you're training for something specific and it's like competitive based, like if you're trying to drop your body fat percentage below X, Y, or Z, you can't have sugar. Yeah, you got to get rid of it. It's, if you're just doing it to be healthy and live a good life, have a little cake because it's going to make you happy. And that stress that you're creating that. from this is complete is, is an effect on you know your life I mean, in general we'll have people who come back from vacation and say they eat like crap but but they slept well they didn't they didn't they don't have any stress and they end up losing weight yeah and they're like well when i get back home i'm just going to keep eating that way well you've got to look at those other two markers if you get good sleep and you don't have stress like everything evens out so if you're going to stress out about you know not eating that cake it's probably just as bad for you as if you just enjoy the piece of cake yes so and then if you really want to get over it quickly you know you know skip a meal or two to to follow it up yeah i like to take cold showers after i eat something yeah that's That's a good great hack it's a good way to uh like so burn all that that blood sugar right the best thing that i always think about is when you did when we were doing all the testing with the blood sugar stuff and you had like what like six bowls of ice cream yeah well no uh went to went to four different ice cream shops four different ice cream double scoops at each yeah double scoop yeah so that's dang that's what i'm talking about i took my uh i took my 
my niece and nephews, like every year we like we go on an ice cream tour and we just go get an ice cream cone at the one place, go to the next place, go to the next place, go to the next <laughs> place. And they just, I don't know if their parents really like it, but it's, it's a blast. But so anyway, I went swimming afterwards. Yeah. In ice cold water. Yeah. Like really cold water. But before you test your blood sugar and it was like ice. 160s or something. Oh, like. you mean after the, after no, before, the, sh- after the, after the ice cream. After yeah. Ice cream. It was, it was high. It was super dangerously high. high. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then directly after the cold, it was uh, sub a hundred or something. Sub a hundred, really quick, yeah. and that's your body. So it requires energy to return your body back to homeostasis. Homeostasis is ninety eight point five. If you drop that down, right? Via yeah, or the, er, shower, the external temperature. External yeah. temperature drops it down. Your body has to work extra hard. And the most readily source is just is going to start with blood sugar. Yeah, whatever is in whatever is in your blood. Yeah. And so basically, it's it's kind of I, I like to look at it as like. Mm-hmm. If I know I'm going to have my puppy chow, which I do, That's your thing. Um, then I'm going to, I'm taking a long cold shower that night right. and it and makes me feel better. And it helps you, helps you get back in balance quicker. And a little bit better on my mental t- side too. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so now, so now we're talking about, uh, talking a little bit of cold and I, I think it's, it's important to kind of, to call out is, um, you know, we want to be metabolically flexible, you know, so we can handle sugars and fats and not eating and, um, and everything in between. But I think we also want to be flexible from a standpoint of environmentally. environmentally. So can you handle the heat? Can you handle the cold? And a great way to train for both is that put that shower on cold. Yeah. So at least, you know, finish with the cold shower, start with the cold shower, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Maybe you take, take an entire cold shower. Some people we talk to do it for a minute or 30 seconds. Um, I could not be a bigger uh, proponent of it. Yeah. Uh, 100% agree. So physiologically, hugely beneficial, but I think mentally you kind of made that point of, okay, this is going to be hard. Yeah. That's practice. I can handle doing something hard. Yeah, you, you just, it's, it's practicing the ability to do something hard even when you don't want to. Right. So then when you come up to an actual life situation that's hard and you don't want to do it. Somebody cuts you off. or You've right. already practiced a million times saying yes to a hard situation. Right. So it's it's the art of practicing your mind. I mean, yeah. we think more than we do anything else, so you might as well practice how you think. Right. And that's that's a real strong indicator of health of how, how can you handle how can you handle a stressful situation. Do you, do you freak out? Yeah. Or do you take a deep breath? Yeah. And then just and let those it, that survive are those that have the ability to adapt to their scenario. Right. And that's a whole adapt. That's a whole nother um, we got a whole a book to review on that. What book? Uh, it's called I think it's called Survivor or something like that. That's very It's all about personal. it's it, it, it's <laughs> the the story I think it's called Survivor. The story is all about these people who survive and everybody else dies. Why did they survive? Are those like true stories? Oh, total true stories. Like oh, a plane man. crashes in the Amazon. Um, everybody lives. Like the the flight, you know, crashes in the middle of the air. The plane crashes in the middle of the Amazon. Everybody lives from the crash. Yeah. And then they all start freaking out because they're trying to get out of the jungle as fast as possible. And the 17-year-old chick is just like, I'm not getting out of here. I might as well just enjoy it. Yeah. She sits down, like, finds some fruit, chills out, what? walks down to the river, finds a river and goes, well, the river probably goes down to a bigger river. I'll walk down the river. I'm tired. Lays down, gets some sleep, gets up. Like, just totally, like, chill. Mode. chill. Yeah. Where everybody else freaks out and dies. And she lives. She, she just makes it to a village and they help her out. And really? <laughs> like, no big deal. Oh, my so, gosh. So, I want to listen to that book. So it's, it's just these all these stories about exactly that. Like, can you handle getting a little cold? Yeah. 
and, and hopefully we're not crashing planes in the Amazon anytime soon, but can you handle a little cold on a daily basis, prime, prime the stress response mm-hmm. to be receptive to it versus trying to, I mean, if you've, if, I know you have, like, tried to fight the cold. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It, it, it always it'll, wins. Yeah it'll, yeah, it'll break you down. But, it, I mean, think, think about this, but also heat. And so we're talking an extreme scenario of, um, like, going to crash in the Amazon. Yeah. How about a less extreme scenario of uh, my AC went out for a month and a half in July? Yeah, yeah right. That was right? some heat training. That was heat training in itself. But you can you can do one of two things. You can either live with it and open up the windows and stuff, and your body can be okay. It'll acclimate. Or you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm about Just, to die. Yeah. i got to go live somewhere else. Right. Right? Same goes. Our, our heat broke this winter. Oh, so you're getting all kinds of training. <laughs> I mean, yeah. hey, adaptability right there. Yeah. So it's, it's built less in. extreme. But if that situation happens, you got to be able to say, yeah. okay. Yeah, bring it bring it on. All right. And we, we, uh, I think the last thing we wanted to talk about was was moving every day. We kind of covered a little bit about exercise and how to how to breathe through the nose. But what are your thoughts? And and I, we've preached this before. What are your thoughts on just moving every day? Moving every day, and it doesn't always. It doesn't. We always say come to the gym all all the time. Like come to the gym seven days a week. You don't have to do the workouts that's on the board. You can sit on a bike and move by all means, mm-hmm. right? But being able to just move every single day is good just for your brain. Good for your brain. Good for your body. Uh, you hear this. You hear the phrase "motion is lotion" and all that fun stuff all it's the time. True. But if you sit there and do nothing, then you turn into a rock and the rocks don't move anywhere, right? right. And they get stuck and they're hard to break, yeah. right? Plus they're hard. Yeah, you get stiff. Yeah. So so the, the way I think about that is, and I'm not like a scientist, but very simple biology is, so, so you've got this cardiovascular system, so your heart's pumping blood all around your body. And then... Um, when it when it gets to certain extremities, a little bit of blood, there's excess pressure that that leaks through. So a little bit of blood leaks out of that blood vessel, and basically at the end of the day, that ends up that's like lymphatic fluid or excess uh, blood plasma that collects itself. And there's no pump to get that back into your circulatory system and into your into your blood vessels. So the pump that we have to do on our own is external. Which, which is movement. movement. So so when I think of, you know, I, I busted my ankle like really bad, like scary bad this weekend. And uh, it, it was like double, double in size. It's not going to fix it. So that swelling is a healing process taking place, which is great. So I don't want to stop that, but I want to encourage it. So, you know, using compression, for example. But but the the whole bit about it is I think of it like a, like a pump. If you do not take your hip into full flexion, you are not you're not pumping out that lymphatic fluid that gets stuck in there from lunging and squatting and deadlifting and you know doing any sort of you know harder and harder more intense uh, exercise. So the the reason I think of moving every day as being so important is like you you got to prime the pump. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to increase the healing process or, or enhance the healing process. It's not necessarily about fitness, but you know we're here today talking about health and that's why movement is so darn important. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I recently listened to a, uh, um, a a different. I don't think it was a podcast. I think it was a video on YouTube talking about like how do you actually lose fat? Like where how do you like how does fat exit your body? Like how does it get sure. off of you? Um, like because you don't really think about it. at one point in time you took up so much space and all of a sudden right. you don't take up as where much space. Where did it space. go? Did you poop where, it out? Did you pee it yeah. out? Did you spit it out? It actually comes out of res- through respiration, right? right? And that's not saying that you can just go and go <laughs> breathe all the time. It's saying you need to increase your heart rate. It doesn't. I don't care. Like you got to do something to increase your heart rate. Um, to build some respiration and start yeah. exhaling some of that, you know, 
some of that fat, fat molecule. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of cool. Um, you just you just always got to move. I don't care if it's outside in the backyard doing yard work. Debbie tries to get me all the time, like, "Hey, do this. It's like a workout." No, that that's, does not count. That yeah. doesn't count. It's that's not a moving. workout. Counts <laughs> moving, but yeah. So like, do that could be your workout today. for today. No, 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 <laughs> no, that's not. No, I'll do that. For I'll you, do but it. It's not my workout for that. The day. Does not count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've dealt with the same thing. You could carry that from here to there, and that'll be a workout. No. Good, I'm glad it's not just me that has No, honey. Needs. No, it's not at all. Yeah. Uh, so show up. So show up even if you, like, literally, if you come in, foam roll, hop on a bike, do some do some easy stuff on a bike, ride for 10, 15 minutes, and then go some, home. I do don't care. But a lunge in, with an in. elbow touch. Just try to get your joints into full range of motion. Yeah. It makes it e- – the reason I say come to the gym is because it makes you easier to purposely move if mm-hmm. you know you're not going to anywhere else. Correct. You uh, know what you do here. Yeah. So it's, it's that – and you're putting yourself in the environment. Yes. It's really hard to go and do it in your office yes or like in your house somewhere it's just you got to change the environment uh, to be successful so so that, that's kind of our, our our rundown on kind of what it means to be healthy and what are what are some tips and um you know ideas to help to help you do exactly that and i i hope this helps helps you kind of frame why you're coming to the gym mm-hmm. and maybe manage your expectations based on you know the, the three levels and you know so last week we talked about aesthetics you know this week we talked about just being healthy and next week we're going to talk about performance and, yeah. and being competitive so um none neither of them are right it's whatever you are pursuing at that at a given point in time and we're, we're hoping that of, of these three you know you at least find something to take from um and, and help kind of align you with where you're going yeah. build some reasonable goals like if if you see this list aren't on our imaginary whiteboard right here of like all right well in order to be healthy i need to check this box this box but this box for fitness i need to do all these boxes for health or for you know physique i need to do just these boxes what boxes are you willing to check right and then be realistic man i am not willing to check these boxes right now i best take a step back that's fine and that's great we're good with it Mm -hmm. we just want to help you get from wherever uh you know wherever z is we want to help you get from a to z whatever your z is we're uh we're more than happy to help so thank you guys for joining us and we'll talk to you all next week